paid for, for all that 2022 has to offer. If you guys are nervous about having children, it's okay. We have them at our house all the time, and, and it'll be all right. And in fact, kids, if you see inside the bulletin, there's lots of fun stuff to look at. You can draw on the prayer request card. There's a bookmark you can think about. There are tiles you can count in the ceiling. But even better than that, inside our bulletin, there's a little thing for sermon notes. And so you can write down what book we're looking at. You can write down or draw something that you heard about the sermon that reminds you of it. You can write down what your favorite song that we've sung so far is. You can think about, if you really want to go deep, what does this tell us about God today? And so we want you to be thinking about God because that's what all of your parents and all of us together are going to be thinking about together. And parents, honestly, it is not a big deal one bit. If you're like, my kid is going to put a hole through the seat they are bouncing up and down so much. And so just send them to the back tiled area. Just send them back. Okay, I can see them from here. I'm watching them, so they'll be okay. Just send them to the back. We'll be all right this morning. You know, I wonder if you have ever considered how one decision leads to another, right? Sometimes those decisions aren't right next to each other. Uh, they, they often come uh, maybe with an in-between section of, of an internal time of struggle and debate before the next decision comes. But the decisions do lead one to another. You know, I think it's kind of fun to retrace the steps uh, from just the places that the Moffats have lived and how the Lord worked those situations to bring us here. Sometimes it's hard, though, isn't it? Right? I think of relationships that we've lost along the way for one reason or another. I retrace the steps of sin that happened and, and what led us to that. Uh, sometimes we only want to look forward and never return because it's hard to admit bad decisions. And yet I'm actually firmly convinced that reflection is good for the soul. Even as a staff this past December, we met together and over a meal, we reflected on this past year. And it was so healthy and it was so helpful. But it's a new year and we're going to see how God's story of redemption meets us at every moment that we will face this year and why we need it going forward. And so our goal today is to begin to look at God's story of redemption together. And we're going to do so in the book of Ruth. Now, I know you guys have been chomping at the bit. What's the next verse of the series? I can't wait to start memorizing it. <laughs> the wait is over. And here is our new verse of the series. And I will tell you, this is one that I don't have memorized yet. Okay, this is one I'm still working on myself. And so we can work on it together and it won't be until the very end of our sermon series that we even get to see where this fits in, okay? Unless you follow along this morning in the book of Ruth. So let us, with one loud voice, together collectively, say Ruth 4.14 together, and we're going to commit this to our memory this quarter of 2022. What a great year to start off the year, right? Like, hey, let's memorize a Bible verse together. That's awesome. All right, here we go. Here it is. Ruth 4.14. Say it with me. 
Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a Redeemer. And may his name be renowned in Israel. Amen. Let me pray for our time in God's word. Lord, we are so thankful that you have not left us this day without a Redeemer. And Lord, we pray that his name would be renowned in Israel and in our hearts and in the church and in the corners of the earth. God, may you be blessed. May we sing praises to you. May we live for you because of your great work of redemption. So God, would you help us to see your hand at work and why we can trust you through the book of Ruth. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, here is where we're headed this morning, okay? We're, we are literally going to read the whole book of Ruth. That's going to be the sermon. It's, it takes about 15 minutes to read, okay? So if you're like, let me get my, my slippers out and a nice warm comfy blanket. You don't need it. It'll take about 15 minutes to read. Uh, but here's the big idea, I think, of the book of Ruth that we're going to be going through. God doesn't forsake his people. So commit your life to trusting God's plans and promises. God does not forsake his people. So commit your life to trusting God's plans and promises. So let me give you a little bit of an introduction before we just jump into the deep waters of the Old Testament. Okay, my wife and I were reading a book on Ruth last night as I was preparing for the sermon for next week, and it was so moving to think about what God was doing in the book of Ruth that literally, uh, this was a commentary, guys, and like literally my wife's eyes are like filled with tears of joy, okay? Uh, Rarely do people think of a book in the Old Testament as having a powerful impact like that, especially when it's only four short chapters long. But it's powerful and it's important. I had a good friend one time who said the best apples are at the top of the tree, but you have to climb the tree to get them. Well, often books in the Old Testament are like tall apple trees. They are daunting, But once we get to the top, we enjoy some of the best fruit there is. And so we're going to do some apple tree climbing today. So before we jump right in, let me just give a brief overview of the book of Ruth. So in the Old Testament, the book of Ruth comes right after the book of Judges, okay? So like Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Uh, It's a short book. It's four chapters long. But it's a great book about God's amazing covenant faithfulness. And the setting of the book of Ruth kind of takes place in two locations, in Bethlehem of Judea and Moab, a foreign land, okay? Uh, and here's, here's the timeline of what's happening, right? God made a people for himself, Adam and Eve. They rebelled, and God is now remaking a people for himself through the family of Abraham. And so Israel multiplies in Egypt. They are put into slavery. They are rescued from slavery by God to be God's people. And Israel is taken to the promised land, but right, they couldn't enter it for the first 40 years because they were grumbling against God. And so finally they get to the promised land and they were to make it their land. They were to drive out all the other nations, except they just weren't faithful to do it. And see, there was no king to lead them. Moses led the people of Israel out of Egypt, and he had died. 
and Joshua led the people of Israel into the promised land, but he died. And so the people did not follow the Lord's word closely, and so they acted leaderless. And so the book of Ruth is between the time of being in the promised land, but before there was a king in Israel. Uh, this happened before there's a king of Israel in the time of the judges, all right? And so if you read the book right before the book of Ruth, the book of Judges, the summary statement at the very end of the book in, in Judges 21 verse 25 sums it all up really well. And it says this, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Okay, so that's the context of where Ruth and her family are, and we're going to dig down deep as to what happens with them and how God's story of redemption plays out. So the book of Ruth, four short chapters, four big points about it, right? So Naomi's predicament in chapter one is we're going to see, and then we see that Ruth meets this dude named Boaz in chapter two, and then in chapter three, Ruth impresses Boaz, and then in chapter four, Boaz redeems Ruth, and that's it. It's a short book. Some of the important themes that we're going to see are God's redemption, God's faithfulness, God's covenant faithfulness, and even the theme of repentance and returning home. And so we need to see that God does not forsake his people, and so we can commit our lives to trusting him his promises, and his plans. So let us read the book of Ruth. If you have a Bible, I encourage you to, to read along with me. Uh, if you want to just listen to the story of Ruth, that's cool too. If you are on your Bible app, that's fine too. But, but let us take just a few moments and dig deep into the apple tree of Ruth. Here we go. Here's what is written. Beginning in chapter 1. So kids, this might be your first chapter book that you've read. Okay, this might be epic. Okay, maybe not. All right, here we go. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Mahlon and Chilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. And she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of one was Orpah and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about ten years and both Mahalon and Chilion died so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law to return to the country of Moab, or return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of you to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find such rest 
each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and bear sons, would, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me. And more also, if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said, no more. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? She said to them, do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So when Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him, in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she sent out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she had happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. And he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came. And she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go glean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. 
Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and she said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. And how you left your father and your mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done and a full reward be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here and eat some bread and drip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves. Do not reproach her. And also pull, uh, also pull out some of the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an an epha of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today? And, And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, the man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, the man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, besides He said to me, you shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests. And she lived with her mother-in-law. Then Naomi said to her mother-in-law, then Naomi, her mother-in-law said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, all that you say, I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter, 
You have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good. Let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she laid his feet until morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it out and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city, and when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, How did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, You must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out. For the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. Now Boaz had gone up to the gate and sat down there. And behold, the Redeemer of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, turn aside, friend, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took 10 men of the elders of the city and said, sit down here. So they sat down. Then he said to the Redeemer, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, is selling the parcel of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. So I thought I would tell you of it and say, buy it in the presence of those sitting here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not, tell me that I may know, for there is no one besides you to redeem it, and, after I, and, and I come after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite the widow of the dead, in order to perpetuate the name of the dead in his inheritance. Then the Redeemer said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I impair my own inheritance. Take my right of redemption yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, the one drew off his sandal and gave it to the other, and this was the manner of attesting in Israel. So when the Redeemer said to Boaz, buy it for yourself, he drew off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, you are witness this day that I have bought from the land, from the hand of Naomi, all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Chilion and Mahalon. Also Ruth the Moabite, the widow of Mahalon, I have bought to be my wife, to perpetuate the name of the dead and his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brothers and from the gate of the, his native place. You are witnesses this day. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your house like Rachel and Leah, who together build up the house of Israel. May you act worthily in Ephrathah and be renowned in Bethlehem. And may your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she, became, and she became his wife. 
And he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the women, women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a Redeemer. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, A son has been born to Naomi. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez fathered Hezron. Hezron fathered Ram. Ram fathered Aminadab. Aminadab fathered Nashon. Nashon fathered Salmon. And Salmon fathered Boaz. Boaz fathered Obed. Obed fathered Jesse. And Jesse fathered David. We made it. I don't know how long that took, but this is a glimpse of the story of God's redemption of his people. Because it doesn't actually end at David, who is the greatest king of Israel. We find that Ruth becomes part of the genealogy of Jesus himself, who came to not only redeem Israel, but to, but to redeem the whole world from slavery. And so we can look at how the picture of Ruth and the story of Ruth and the story of God's redemption in Ruth actually finds a bigger and fuller fulfillment in the person of Jesus. And so we're going to look at why that is in the weeks to come. But God doesn't forsake his people, not one bit. And so we can commit our lives to trusting God's plans and God's promises. You know, I, I read once that the story or the beginning of the road of repentance is never more than one step away. And look at how God uses people in his great story of redemption. What a great hope there is. What a wonderful hope in the Lord to provide and redeem his people. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we ask that in the weeks to come, your word from the book of Ruth would be so powerful in our lives that we see your work of redemption as wonderful and great. And, and even this work of redemption in the life of Naomi and Ruth only to be a piece of the puzzle of your great story of redemption where you have made a people for yourself and you promise that there is a day coming when we will return to you in fullness of joy in your presence forevermore, never to be separated. And there will be no more sickness or p pain or death or sorrow. There will be celebration. There will be joy. There will be reconciliation. And that will happen for eternity. And so Lord, we await that day. Thank you that you are a God who redeems. Thank you that you are a God who is so faithful to your covenant promises. Lord, may we be shaped by your faithful promises and by your spirit. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.